welcome to another episode of Airfields of Dreams. This week we're going to visit uh, Luray Caverns Airport. It's in the Shenandoah Valley, uh, about uh, 50 miles or so as a crow flies south of uh, Martinsburg. It's one of my favorite go-to airports. I love flying there just if I don't have anything else to do. There's a lot of things to recommend it. Before we get into the airport, uh, a correction. One of the uh, listeners pointed out, I, I said in my uh, intro uh, to this podcast, uh, one of the fields I'd landed at that is now closed is a Flying W uh, up in uh, um, New Jersey. Um, rumors of its closing are uh, exaggerated, to say the least. It's still very much open. I uh, apologize for that. I, I'd uh, um, read something. I, I guess got some uh, bad news. I, I think what I read was they closed the motel in the pool. Are closed, but the uh, and the, the cafe have closed here, but the runway is still very much open, so sorry about that. But at least shows people are listening. Yeah, this week, uh, Luray, Luray, like I said, it's located, uh, it's in the Shenandoah Valley, it's on the south fork of the Shenandoah River. This is one of the more interesting things I think about this area in this field is that the Shenandoah Valley is split for about 45 miles. It's kind of like uh, the uh, if you've ever read um, Lost Horizon by James Hilton, uh, it talks about a place called Shangri-La, some kind of valley that's kind of tucked away. And Ford Valley kind of reminds me of that. And if you fly over, you can see what I mean, because it's a, a valley that's completely isolated, with the exception of the one road in and out to the north and another road from the pass to the south. That's it. That's the only way to get in and out. And it's a completely isolated uh, valley and like I said it was called uh, Ford Valley because uh, George Washington apparently considered to use that as a hole up in case the uh, war went badly he, he considered it very defensible that um, they could hole up inside that valley and uh, um, you know be safe from the uh, the British I guess obviously it didn't come to pass because you know uh, George Washington prevailed but it's it's that that, that kind of tells you like how uh, how defensible and how, how unique that formation is. So that, that's neat to see from the air anyway when you, you fly into it. And now for some information about the field itself. It was built in uh, 1969 to 70 and served as a basically an ingress to, to the caverns. It was uh, part of the caverns and we'll talk about that. We're gonna interview the, uh, the airport manager. Uh, besides the, uh, the caverns, you got the Shenandoah River right there. There's got a lot of canoeing on it. Um, it's just a really fascinating part. It's 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 a it's a it's a great place for a day trip. It's also a good fuel stop. You know the the, the gas is low. It's real in and out to get in there. Uh, when I was there, met one couple who was flying from Bennington, Vermont, and stopped there as a fuel stop on their way down to South Carolina. So it gives you an idea. It's a it's quite a busy for being just a little field kind of out of the way. It gets uh, quite a bit of traffic. It's the South Fork of the Shenandoah Valley, but it's it's to the east of, of this structure. It's between the uh, the Shenandoah National Park and Washington's Valley. It's uh, 3,300 feet long and 70 feet, 75 feet wide. It's altitude of 900 feet. Um, there's really no obstructions whatsoever landing. It's dead simple. It's uh, real easy to get in and out. And uh, you can scoot down the Shenandoah Valley from, uh, uh, you know, like 1,000 AGL, easy. There's there's no obstructions getting to it. It's, it's a real easy field to get into. Its coordinates are 38 degrees, 40 minutes north, 78 degrees, 30 minutes west. Uh, let's see, what other numbers? Gas uh, gas prices are low for, for the region. It's, 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 a, it's a place you might want to go out of your way a little bit to gas up because they're, uh, they're low. 
it's my favorite place to go I'd say when I have no place else to go it's it's exactly 50 miles away so it's a cross-country flight a lot of things you know the first thing you recommend obviously is the caverns they're less than a mile away and, and really the airfield was built for the the caverns and we'll, we'll talk about that we're going to interview the uh, the airport manager of uh, of Luray and talk about the history about it but they'll, they'll drive you out there you can it's it's only it's less than a mile you can walk there very easily um, caverns if you've if you've never been you know you owe it to yourself to go um, they, they really are a lot of things are kind of oversold but those are not one of them besides the caverns there's a lot of other stuff to see the, the town itself Allure is is fascinating for me to walk around it's on the other side of the uh, I guess that's uh, Route 340 there it's a little bit more of a walk or they'll drive you to it um, there's a lot of neat restaurants there's uh, antique shops you know, both armies, uh, the both sides of the Civil War marched through it several times uh, during the during the Civil War, as 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 they did the entire uh, Shenandoah Valley. A lot of history there. There's also a really cool uh, museum there. It it's built in the it's a visitor center museum. It's it's built in the uh, the the old railroad station there, Luray, and that's one of the more interesting things. There was a the Shenandoah Railroad ran 240 miles or so from. Uh, Hagerstown, right down that part of the valley, all the way down to Roanoke. They um, basically ran in, in the, the late 1800s and basically went bankrupt and were bought out by, uh, I think, uh, Norfolk and Southern, if, if uh, memory serves. But they ran uh, uh, passenger service all the way to 1961, which is relatively recent. You know, you could board a train and actually go somewhere. So the museum, I would, I would highly recommend anybody flying in. Once you see the caverns to, to go to that museum, you, you would not be uh, disappointed. There's a lot of other interesting things around the area. For one, it's a great place for like a $100 hamburger or something. It's less than a mile walk over the McDonald's. There's a bunch of other uh, fast food joints there. I think there's a Burger King, McDonald's, uh, maybe a couple more. It's an easy walk from, from the, the airfield. One of my favorite places is Strickler's Knob, which is to the west of the airfield. You really need a car to get there to, to the trailhead. Strickler's Knob, people in the, in the area in the uh, kind of mid-Atlantic, you know, who are hikers probably know about Old Rag. It's kind of like the preeminent hike right uh, around it. It's, it's, it's on the east side of the Shenandoahs. And, it's, and, and don't get me wrong, Old Rag is absolutely beautiful. It's a lot of rock scrambling. It's real fun. It's also completely overpopulated. For every thousand people you see on Old Rag, you'll see one person in Strickler's Knob. And arguably, Strickler's Knob is every bit as uh, rugged and, and uh, just a great uh, view as Old Rag. And nobody knows about it. Or maybe you will now. You listen to this, this podcast. But Luray is a great place to land, you know, if you have a set of wheels to get uh, from there to Strickler's Knob. So Strickler's Knob, I, I would highly recommend. You can find it on a Hiking Upward website. Other things a pilot should know, the FBO is, is basically on the, on the kind of the, the spectrum we talked about. It's, it, it's a sleepy place with the uh, dog-eared fly magazines when, when, you know, Piper Cherokees were new kind of place. It's, it's not really a, a terminal, really. It's just a place to pay, pay for the gas and maybe uh, use the bathroom or something. Luray is, is more to get out to, to the surrounding area. It's, it's not any place you go to kind of hang out at the terminal or anything like that. Getting in and out of the field, uh, after 911, they put a fence around it, and the fence has a gate code, and you've got to call the fellows to open up the gate. It's not a big deal, but it's it's not exactly easy at, 
ingress, you know, to uh, to the FBO, but uh, but not not difficult at all. Next up will be interview with a local pilot, and here I'll be interviewing the airport manager of Lurie Airfield. Okay, we're recording. I've got uh, Mr. Ken Painter here. Go ahead and tell me, what do you do at uh, Luray Airfields? I am the airport manager here. I've been here for 23 years. I've been coming here, I think, since 96. So just about as long as you've been uh, running this place. Not quite. Yeah, but almost. But I soloed here in late, uh, well, 87, 88. This airfield was built about 69, 70? Correct. Okay, and then uh, and originally it was it was built on uh, uh, the Luray Cavern land, but they they donated it to the county, I guess. Well, they donated the land to the town and county first for the purpose of building an airport. So the airport's always been to the town and county. But then just recently, or not so, but at some point though, they 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 got the federal. Uh, money for it as well, you're saying? We received federal monies, I believe it was 96, to rehab the runway. And it's then we've been operating under federal grants and state grants. Um, and about six years ago, we moved to an airport authority. So now the airport authority owns the property. A lot of the traffic here at the, the Luray Caverns and is people that come in to see the, the caverns. That is correct. And the, the caverns have been here a, a lot before the airfield, though. They, they were a tourist attraction way before then, right? Oh, yeah. Early turn of the century, like 1910, something like that. It, I've been coming here for about 20 years. It seems to me that the place has grown a lot since then. There's that little village they have now that uh, I don't recall seeing uh, um, a number of years ago. It seems like they, they've really improved a lot of the, the attractions or added to them, rather. That's correct. The other thing I noticed is, um, I think it must have been after 911. The road used to be a lot closer to this airfield, and they rerouted it and put a. Right about then, they put a fence around it, as, as I recall. Well, that's been all part of the airport expansion. And of course, the uh, the fence came out of Homeland Security money for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But yes, we moved. Um, the first movement of the road was. 2003, and then we just recently relocated this road up here uh, in 2000, I say recently, 2000. Do you see any other changes for the, the airfield down, down the pike, or is that this about how, like, are they considering going to 5,000 feet, for example? Well, our master plan now shows us at 4,400. Oh. Yep. And every airport's got a what we call a 20-year master plan. So that, but that keeps on evolving. So right now we're looking at 4,400, and that all depends on you know funding and growth of the community and so forth. And something I always ask people: uh, um, What is the strangest airplane or the most memorable airplane you've ever seen land at the airfield? I've got to really think about that because I've seen a lot. Um, wow. I mean, we've had everything from, you know, Stearman, Waco, you know, all kinds of aerobatic airplanes. Um, we've had the, the PC-24 landed here. What kind of plane is that? That's the Pilatus jet. 
Yeah. Uh, we get King Air, you know, all up and down the line from 90 to, to 300 to 350 in here for fuel. The maintenance uh, services on the field here, you, you've got several, it sounds like. Yeah, we have um, Dale, and uh, they can do just about everything. They work on turbines. There's, they specialize in uh, Bonanzas. They've been to the Bonanzas Society training uh, clinics, and we have um, Sergey up here who's through Todd Och under avionics, does uh, Garmin installations. And we have Matt Queen over here working with Dale, and he does the Aspens and all the other non-Garmin. Now for a regular annual, could you, you bring your, your mm -hmm. plane into here then? Okay, okay. Like my, like, like, like homing 0235. Yes. Would, uh, okay. This became an airport authority I got to be honest. I, I wasn't sure what the difference was between a between that and a commission. It must mean something, obviously. Well, typically, if you're a commission, that means the airport's owned by the local town or county. Okay. In this situation here, the airport authority actually owns the airport. I see. So it's a separate entity, like legally, right. from the uh, the town. I I I got it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. We were talking earlier about the. Uh, um, person that, that owned the caverns that, that built a... Mr. Ted Graves. Mr. Graves, thank you. Right, yeah. Right, right. And he was he was in uh, World War II. He was a pilot. That's correct. And he uh, decided to make himself a, an airfield here. Correct. And if we could talk a little bit about your flying a little bit. It sounds like you've uh, got quite a lot of uh, experience. Um, I'm... Uh, I have just uh, about 19,000 hours. been flying since I was 20. Seven. I purchased my first airplane when I was 26 and um, got my license shortly after that and instrument rating within a year and commercial within another year and the next year I had my CFI. So I was a full-time flight instructor for about the first 10 years of my flying. Now I was flying for other corporations also. Uh, Moore Brothers Construction and Stanton, uh, Dustin Lumber, um, Joe Bowman of Bowman Chevrolet, um, Coleman Microwave, um, Raycar, Raycar Tire. That was some of the corporations I was flying for. I was, when in 99, when Mr. Jim Logan, the airport manager here, passed away, uh, long story, but I got hooked up with the caverns, and they said they wanted to continue running the airport. And at that time, they were in the Cherokee 6. So I started uh, managing the airport and flying the Cherokee 6 for the Luray Caverns Corporation. Uh, but two years later, we got them moved into a 58 Baron. Um, we flew that up until oh, Mr. Gray's passed away. I He's been gone now for about seven or eight years. Shortly after that, the aircraft was sold. And then the, the caverns people, you know, had decided they didn't need the aircraft anymore. And shortly after that's when we moved to an airport authority. The caverns was operating the airport. The town and county didn't really want to be involved in it for liability reasons. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, let's go make an airport authority that will help 
relieve that. I still teach flying. I fly a, um, well, we have a 421 here, a Conquest, uh, a couple of Barons, um, a TBM, and, uh, well, that's the biggest stuff we got right now here. We got one fella looking at a Conquest 2. Uh, we're building another hangar, as you can see over there, as we speak now, to, to pour the footage yesterday, or day before yesterday. And the terminal building would be going behind us here. Oh, you're putting another terminal building in then? Yep, behind us. And hopefully move the fuel farm over here. And we hope to get the fuel farm and the terminal building done in the next uh, three or four years. I was going to mention, for, such, for so much activity here, this seems like such a sleepy little place. You know, it, 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 it's kind of a... Um, it kind of tricks you. You think it's like this place that nobody comes into, but uh, this space we've been talking here, you've, you've had several pickups and drop-offs and people are flying. It's it's very busy for, for a little strip out here. Yeah, and this is February. A nice Saturday and Sunday, this ramp will be full of aircraft. We'll start out here at 9 o'clock in the morning and you'll just be driving the car all day long. And you're telling me you have four cars and they're, they're all We have four, all busy. four cars. We, we keep um, we, tr we keep one. In other words, we'll let the three cars go for people who need a car. Then we kind of evaluate to see, you know, how far they're going mm -hmm. and how long they're going. But we'll keep one car here so we can use that to shuttle people back and forth. And even if they get real busy, we'll bring in some more help with larger vehicles. That's exciting that you're building a, a terminal. I love the little FBO place there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not really a terminal, is it? It's just place to pay, pay your ticket, really. Pretty much. It's been here since 69. Yeah, it's... Another question I always ask people, have you ever seen a celebrity land here? Uh, we have. Sometimes they come here in the middle of the night and get fuel and a bite to eat and gone. But it's only 3,300 feet of pavement here, so you're not getting large jets in here. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so I always thought like five thousand was a limit for the uh, the jets, right? Well, the right. like for example, the we had a, a Citation Mustang based here for oh about two and a half, three years, um, but that's a short runway for them. PC twenty four landed in here as demo flight, just to show that they can get it in here. Um, it was serial number one, and. Um, course they flew it over here from Europe and they were doing yeah they were demoing the aircraft so they were showing them the short field capability of the PC-24. Well speaking of that do you ever have any or do you have any intentions to have like uh, EAA fly-ins or, or air shows or anything like that? Right now because of the small terminal building we have we're really limited on what we can do there. There's limited restroom down there and we have one up here so the facilities are small most of the people come here and go to the caverns or downtown rent a car yep but we don't have many people actually hang out at the airport and we don't really have a meeting place so until that terminal building built we're really limited and that'll add a lot of probably a lot of more traffic then when say that terminal there people will be coming to it yes is there a tie-down fee to park the plane here overnight? We don't charge transit aircraft 
fees. Okay. Only the based aircraft where they're going to be here. Yeah, these folks are from Raleigh, and that's not that unheard of that distance. We see people from, uh, you know, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, of course, Maryland, Pennsylvania, around the, all over Virginia. Well, it's a destination, and you can land, and you're right next to what you're coming to see, too. It's not like a, a far as away away. Yeah, the caverns is uh, less than a mile, and uh, there's quite a few restaurants within a mile, mile and a half. Downtown Luray, that is uh, a really pretty downtown. Yeah, they do a good job there. They've got a couple of antique things happening. Some It's, it's sad, some of the, the nice restaurants that closed since COVID, they're slowly coming back. Sure. And a pretty good uh, historical visitor center, as I recall. It's in an old train uh, train depot. That's correct. Yeah, they've got a good history about the uh, the trains. I didn't realize so many trains went up and down this this valley right here until I went through that that, that museum. Yeah, in fact, the the and I forgot which railroad it was, but the um, the caverns was owned by the railroad no i didn't realize that either so that the the, the caverns so that was almost like a touristing to, to drive drive traffic to the the railroad then it sounds like that's correct from from dc northern virginia well i just want to thank you for giving me your time well i enjoyed it and uh, looking forward to talking to you again thank you well, that sums it up for this week. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about uh, Lurie Airfield. As I said, it's uh, it's one of my all-time favorites just to fly in and go grab a, a burger at McDonald's and uh, go to the caverns. Uh, it's it's really a fun spot. I hope whoever is listening gets a chance to visit it. And I want to, again, uh, give a, a special thanks out to the airport manager, Lurie, for uh, generously giving me his time for, for the interview. Next week, we'll probably do a Hummel Airfield. It's another one of my uh, fun uh, little little small strips, and I hope you can tune into it. Until next time, this has been uh, Airfields of Dreams. <laughs>